0: Welcome into the Pucknologist episode one hundred and four. God, it seems like it's been a hot minute, doesn't it? I'm your host AJ, alongside the hockey jerk, and uh, let's just say um, we have some things to say. Do we not, jerk? I think that's a that's a fair way of putting it. Fair assessment. Uh, remember as always if you enjoy the content remember to follow us on our social media channels throw us a solid review on fi- and five stars on itunes we would appreciate that but the big one of course subscribe to us on the youtube channel and if you'd really like to support the show you can use the super chat option to donate during our live shows subscribe to the youtube channel again tell a friend but if we're offline you can always uh donate on venmo uh, I'm at AJ hyphen strong and hundred percent of your donation will go to getting puck guy, a better internet connection. All right. Sounds good. All right, let's go. Uh, so what are we at now? Uh, week uh, 582 of the NHL season week 200 of the lockdown, or if you're following on a calendar, March 141st, 2020. So jerk, what have you been doing yourself since the last show?
1: Um, Nothing. you know things are um i I will say um you know the um the rate at which things are opening up um is obviously going up uh but the rate at which i want to get the coronavirus and die has stayed constant so (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) dear lord uh well you know i've i've just you know i've really only been hanging out with one person can you guess who that is my wife that's right <laughs> <laughs> so let's just get into what's going on uh the nhl playoffs are coming <laughs> i wish I, had, I need a game of thrones sounder now it's uh you know winter is coming now nhl playoffs are coming uh and with the cba extension to boot so the party starts august 1st how are the playoffs going to work <laughs> that's everybody's asking themselves so we're going to have round robin for the top four seeds and then what best of five for the bottom 200 seeds no how many seeds are there?
1: <laughs> it seems like that yeah no um the top four in each conference are gonna play a little for fun uh little fun robin, a little round yeah deep. a little round robin dealy there to uh set the seating one through four, which I mean, whatever. Um, And then the, I guess we'll call them the bottom eight in each conference um, are going to play, like you said, a best of five um, to basically determine who goes on to the um, quote unquote real playoffs and uh, who gets entered into the draft lottery for the number one overall pick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, the games of the qualifying round will be played with playoff overtime rules. The right. round robin games will be played with regular season overtime rules and shootout rules. Totally not top- confusing. Yeah, not at all. Uh, with the ties in the standings broken by regular season points percentage. I mean, <laughs> are you kidding me? We got their numbers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we got the, the top four Eastern Conference seeds Bruins, Lightning, Capitals, Flyers. And then in the qualifying round for the Eastern Conference, we're going to see the number five Penguins versus the number 12 Canadiens, number six Hurricanes versus the number 11 Rangers, the number seven Islanders versus the number 10 Panthers, and the number eight Maple Leafs versus the number nine Blue Jackets. So we might as well just get out of this, uh, just get it out of the way now, jerk. Um, how quickly does Boston win this? <laughs> I'm kidding. Austin
1: <laughs> is never winning another thing in their life.
0: <laughs> All right, so but the top four essentially get a buy with the silly round robin stuff to determine their little seating. Uh, who you got? Penguins versus Canadians.
1: So the uh, the penguins. Here we go. <laughs> I'll just say this because this is the only series I actually have something to say extensively about. The Penguins are my dark horse team to win the Stanley Cup, but that said, if there was ever a team to get upset by Montreal. It's Pittsburgh. So I'm really at both ends of the spectrum here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So gun to your head, who are you taking in this one?
1: Oh, Pittsburgh and two, dude.
0: Oh, yeah yay Okay. I'll give the Canadians one, at least one win. Because remember, this is the best of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is all, obviously, <laughs> it's not like there's travel involved. <laughs> there is, uh, you know, I mean, they're, The sites are just, it's like, here's your one place. So no home, no home cooking whatsoever. So yeah, I'm going to take the Penguins in that one, but I will give Carey Price at least one win. So what, three to one? Sure, fine, whatever. Canes versus Rangers,
1: jerk. I'm sorry, Drew Weber, I'm picking the Rangers. Uh, Dude, I'm right there with you. (laughs) Just because Um. I know everybody drinks the Carolina Hurricanes Kool-Aid but honestly i don't think i care um you know plus the rangers were the rangers were hot um you know down the stretch i think they have a very good team they've got three number one goalies um mm-hmm. and they may have a heart trophy candidate in artemi panarin so i don't know Who? <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs> yeah i'm with you too so we're, we're both in the same boat right now
1: all right seven islanders versus 10 panthers my heart wants to say the Panthers, but it's the Islanders just because the Panthers are never allowed to have anything good.
0: Dude, this is this matchup to me just screams like I don't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I
0: just feel like whoever comes out of this is going to get you know their block knocked off in the next round. So I don't really have a dog in this fight, but I'll just go Islanders because i'm just not a panthers fan by any stretch i don't know why but i'll go islanders uh leaves versus jackets uh just off the bat uh of course i'm gonna go with uh toronto because god love them they need to win something win a playoff thing once in a while although i guess you can say that for the blue jackets but what's your take
1: well to your point aj let's say they win this round they still haven't gotten past the first round
0: because this is round zero. That's true. That's true. You got me there.
1: I I, I think that the Maple Leafs, I think they should razzle dazzle all over the blue jackets. Well, they'll Um, literally be the only team
0: that has home ice advantage, right? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like I think they should just roll them. Right. But again, I feel like if Columbus can like similar to last year against Tampa Bay, where if Columbus can establish their game first, then you know toronto might have um toronto might have a hard time hard time combating that um so we'll see but i'm saying probably toronto
0: all right so we're pretty much in the same boat on all of these let's move over to the west uh the blues avalanche golden knights and stars will be playing in the robin in the round if you will so (laughs) The conference qualifying rounds, round zero, as Jerk said, will be number five, Oilers versus number 12, Hawks. Number six, Preds versus number 11,
2: Yotes.
1: (laughs) My Yotes! I
0: was waiting for it. Number seven, Canucks versus number 10, Wild, and number eight, Flames versus the number nine, Jets. So let's start with the Oilers versus the Blackhawks. I mean, this should be fun no matter what, just because – You know, we'll we'll see if if Rodgers is still, like, intact after the torrential rainfall. But, uh, again, this is a case of there's one team with home ice, and I guess it would be the Oilers. You got the Blackhawks. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm sticking with the Oilers.
1: Yeah, uh, the Oilers are my pick, too. But I think similar to Montreal, I think Chicago might be able to steal a game, maybe even two out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say, I think this could go five. Mm -hmm. I think it could be a solid – match i this is one of those ones where i feel like it's either going to go five or it's just going to be a quick three you know what yep. i mean yep. <laughs> all right well predators versus yotes Jeez, jerk who are you taking in this one
1: <laughs> okay oh um, here we go oh here, you here. want wait for it people we got do you want, numbers <laughs> <laughs> do you want do you want my unbiased or my biased opinion first
0: uh, pff, whatever you'd like
1: okay if i'm being totally biased coyotes If I'm being unbiased. Coyotes. (laughs) Because hold on. Let me tell you why. Let me let me let you know. Ready? Go ahead. Let me drop some knowledge on you, my friend. So here we go. Nashville the big brain
0: on (laughs) bread.
1: Nashville predators have struggled all year, right? They've struck you know, they're supposed to be really good. They picked up Matt Duchesne in the summer, you know, the whole nine yards. But they've struggled to even you know, hold on to a wildcard spot and you're getting against the Arizona Coyotes, which the Coyotes had been playing well, um, you know, before the pause, obviously um, spending a lot of that time without Darcy Kemper. Anti-Ranta was down as well. Now they have both of their number one goalies back. Um, The guy who you could argue is their best defensive defenseman, Nicholas Jalmerson is back and ready to go. Um, And I just think, you know, I, I I think the Predators. I I could really see them take. Um, I could really see them take the Coyotes lightly. I mean, let me let you know, the Coyotes will not be taciturn in this series. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I know words. I have the best words. Uh-oh. They. I really think they can get the job done. It's going to be low scoring. But I think they can get it done. I think Darcy Kemper or Auntie Ranta, whoever starts, is going to frustrate the hell out of the Predators' players. A
0: low-scoring Yotes game? The hell you say! <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. God, I know this is. We there's no false dichotomy to be had here. It's uh, we're, we seem to be in lockstep. I'm gonna go just basically, like you talked about, bias versus unbiased. I'm just going with. I'm hailing the power of the kachina you're right see that's all i'm saying canucks versus wild uh i got canucks in two on this one
1: yep same um i the canucks are one of those teams who probably deserves to be in the round robin tournament but just by virtue of the seating they're not so oh, I'm hold on what, thing, canucks.
0: wait a minute what, wasn't this the team like if they had won the final game they'd be in and the golden knights would be in a round robin yeah was it, it was or is um, that the oilers
1: no, it was the it was the Oilers. the The Oilers' last game before the pause was against Vegas. Had Edmonton won and Vegas lost, Edmonton would be in the round robin, and Vegas would be playing the Blackhawks. There you go. So, just to show you how tight the league is. Now,
0: the, I I thought I saw some some hyperbole, if you will.
2: Hello.
1: I know
0: <laughs> words. I have the best words. Uh, I thought that I saw something about Brock Besser wanting out, or there was somebody. What,
1: uh, think? No, it was a a um a trade rumor that sort of fluttered out of thin air and i mean rumors come from somewhere but as i always say you know nothing's official until it's official right and i don't know i don't i mean maybe if i really sat down you know really thought about it i could probably find you a reason the canucks would want to trade brock besser but there's no reason for them to so i'm wondering if you know somebody probably somebody probably you know hypothesized on it and then someone heard that and was like oh they're for sure doing it even though the original source uh was just sort of you know theorizing as opposed to actually strategizing on um what that would entail so Mm -hmm. i I don't really give it a whole lot of weight
0: all right well finally flames jets um (sighs) I I, I put this one in the same categories like Isles, Panthers, where I'm kind of like, (laughs) I really don't have a dog in this fight. I really don't care. I kind of feel like, you know what? If we see the 2019 playoff Johnny Gaudreau, then go Jets. (laughs) But if, if Gaudreau makes up for last year's disappearing act, then the Flames advance.
1: Yeah, this should be Calgary. I think they have a better roster top to bottom. Um, but Calgary finds a way to lose the big game. Um, don't get me wrong, I mean, I there's a lot of players on that team that I do like, but I just think Winnipeg consider Winnipeg is similar to Nashville, where they should have been good and they just kind of struggled to get their footing all year. But I think Winnipeg is gonna have a lot to prove and I don't think they're gonna you know, I don't think Winnipeg wants to be the team that loses in the playoffs to the team that historically can't get it done in the playoffs.
2: Um
1: and also they have My pick for the Vesna trophy, Connor Hellebuck in goal. So
0: that's the thing. I mean, you look at Hellebuck, but then I look at a Flames team that was just absolutely embarrassed by the Avalanche last playoffs. Mm -hmm. So do they have something to play for? Is there going to be that just that hangover? I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's dude, Vesna. I mean, Hellebuck, I think, gets the Vesna. So yeah so yeah i kind of i think this one is a coin toss it's gonna be can the flames score on hellebuck and if they can't then you know boom jets are gonna win it but remains to be seen
1: yeah and i and i think like how you mentioned you know johnny gaudreau johnny gaudreau needs to you know he he he's been able to he's been able to take over a series um or i'm sorry take over a game on his own in the regular season but in the playoffs it's it, it's been the complete opposite you know uh it has not it has not been uh quotidian for him to say the least so i, I know think, words i have the best words so i think like a lot of this is going to hinge on johnny gaudreau i think johnny gaudreau needs to take over the series by himself we'll see if he shows up
0: or if he's abducted once again Just saying. truth is out there so when it's all said and done uh who, should we should we even do a prediction for who wins the cup this season?
1: Nope, at least nope. not until the not until the conference finals.
0: Uh, okay, fine. Uh, but yeah, we'll see, and we'll see if Rogers is dried out by then. I mean, torrential rainstorm in Edmonton, flooded part of the arena, jacked up the roof. I'm sure that they've got guys that are working twenty four seven to get
1: everything in tippy toppy shape. But I mean, there's there's nothing else going on, so it's not like they have to contend with anything.
0: That's true. Yeah, it's not like there's a virus or something. Um, Let's go to Elliot Friedman, who is reporting some impact dates. Uh, The Stanley Cup final will be between September 20th and October 2nd uh, at the latest. uh, Which makes it tentatively that the 2021 camps will open November 17th. So enjoy those six weeks off. And next season would start on December 1st. (laughs) <laughs> oh really would i you know i feel like it's a safer bet like you could you know okay here's the team i'm gonna bet on these guys to win the stanley cup i think it's a, a safer bet would be to say yeah there's no way that this next season starts on december 1st
1: no i could see it i mean i i could also not see it but i don't think it's totally ridiculous i'm kind of surprised i mean i understand it you know the fans in the building kind of thing is going to be a huge (coughs) whoa geez excuse me yeah a huge (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yikes yeah there i (laughs) um but you know i (laughs) i i I think i'm kind of surprised that the nhl didn't want to start next season on january 1st with the winter classic to be honest with you um is that partially because I know someone who knows someone who knows someone who might be able to get me a ticket to the winter classic maybe, but um, <laughs> I just figured know. they
0: want to get things back on schedule as soon as
1: possible. Right. Which is why like you and I have said, you know, for what feels like forever um, is how is this, you know, the 2020 2021, that's going to be annoying to say, how is that? How is it not a shortened season? Exactly. I mean, I get like, you know, like you want to make up money. I mean, ostensibly it's going to be a money-making venture. Um But but I mean the dude, the
0: NHL starts typically it starts first weekend of October, does it not? You're right. So it's usually, you know, October 2nd, October 3rd, October 4th, somewhere in there. So you're pushing it out two months, which means you're gonna hand out the Stanley Cup oh about the first week of August when you know the ice conditions are at their finest um so how do then then how do they start cuz camp is usually you know mid september are they going to do another like oh enjoy these 6 weeks and then boom and now we're going to be back or is it going to be that the following season's going to start on november 1st like they're going to take a 3 year tour before they get this back in line it's going to be interesting
1: to see yeah, I think it's going to be the slow burn, like you're saying, where they just they slowly get back on track. Because like I said, you know, the NHL, uh, they are, from what I last heard, they're about $400 million short of their expected revenue for this season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a lot easier to make that up when every team is playing 82 games as opposed to 48 or 56 or, you know, somewhere in that arena. So. Yeah.
0: Well, and Don't how, surprise me. well. here's my other thing. I think it's probably easier for basketball to get back into their normal rotation of scheduling versus hockey. Um, here's the thing. What if the rate now I expect the ratings for, for sports in general to be like some of the biggest ever, because people have been waiting so long to see live sports. Right now, conversely. There might be a small contingent. I am not among them, but there might be a small contingent of fans who are kind of like, you know what? This has been a nice break. Maybe I don't need sports so much in my life. I can't imagine that that number is very big, Yeah, but but I could see it. Uh, but I'm going to be real interested to see what the ratings are for hockey in July and hockey in – well, obviously – <laughs> not this July but if we're talking about them starting in December 1st it would push everything out let's see what ratings are like in July and in August could be interesting if the you know it's going to be a little different now because there's so many things starting late and doing all that but what if next season the NBA is actually able to figure out a way to kind of like get their schedule back on track and the only things you have in July of 2021 is hockey and baseball. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, could could be interesting. Could be interesting. I, (laughs) I would only watch hockey obviously, Um, (laughs) but no, something you said um, that I was kind of thinking about. So, you know, we're talking about losing money. I mean, the whole thing, really the, the crux of this whole issue is that the NHL needs to make up the money that they didn't, that they didn't get. I hate, I hate hearing, Oh, the NHL lost money. The NHL did not lose money. The NHL just didn't make what they thought they were going to make. Yep. Um, so the NHL obviously wants to get back to their projections, but you know, like if I'm Gary Bettman and I'm, you know, uh, Don fear, who's the chair of the NHLPA, I'm kind of wishing that legal sports gambling was starting like now, as opposed to like two years from now. Oh yeah! <laughs> because in how easy state, would
0: every state.
1: Yeah, because how easy would it be for you know Joe Sixpack to sit on his couch and pull up you know NHLbet.com and say Ah, you know what Johnny Goudreau, zero points in the series hundred bucks you know easy, mm-hmm. done.
0: By the way, that ex- that site doesn't exist. So hashtag no free ads. But of course not. Uh, the other thing, of course, that we're going to be <laughs> confronted with is. No fans in the stands.
1: I say thank God. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the thing I think has been so kind of funny about this Was it the Rangers? Who I think it was the Rangers. And I'm sure there's been other teams that they've put out things where it's like, hey, if you could do us a favor and take, like, 18 videos of yourself, like, reacting to a goal, reacting to a bad call, reacting to this, blah, blah, blah. blah, Send in these videos, and we're going to use them. And, oh, by the way, if you could, like, record yourself for 30 seconds going, let's go Panarin, or whatever, let's go Rangers, or whatever it is, I'm going to be real interested to see how the broadcasts and everything or because i i mean these are all going to be national broadcasts right yes so I, i'm gonna like how are they going to implement these things it's it's going to be funny to watch
1: it's going to be very interesting and this is another this is kind of a uh well we we can file this under you know part of the minutiae um I, I guess this would make me a pedant um but Jesus. i know words i have the best words you know you know i'm doing it on purpose right <laughs> of course you are uh you know i'm th- like no crowd noise like swearing is going to be a thing now <laughs> hold like, on let, let, let's
0: ask john Tortore about that or i'm sorry john tortorello about that
1: My- microphones on the ice might pick up in terms of language for viewers at home I'm,
0: i really don't give a shit quite honestly so uh there you go
1: (laughs) but you know obviously there is something that you know there is such thing as the seven second delay but it's just another you know tiny reason why if i get the opportunity i'll be watching these games on anywhere except for nbc And (laughs) and and the reason why that is is because you go back and you you know you watch on nbc like the last i want to say two or three years nbc has gone to commercial during the cup passing no. situ- celebration because of excessive swearing while i you know sportsnet in canada obviously sportsnet doesn't want swearing on their you know national channels either but they accept that it's part of the it's part of the game you know and they make it clear very early on like look you may hear some things that are not appropriate for younger audiences but we're just letting you know it's probably going to happen.
0: Yeah, and seeing that's my whole thing. That, that that is one of the things that does kind of drive me crazy about US television versus other, you know, parts of the country or I'm sorry, not country, parts of the world. Hmm. The, the just the thing that <laughs> drives me nuts it's like well we've got 20 different tv shows whether it's you know gray's anatomy or the good doctor or whatever where it's like yeah we can have all this simulated like oh we're gonna knife this guy and we're gonna stick this into this blade into his stomach and all this they have all this like super duper duper graphic stuff that could give younger people like bad dreams are just like a yeah, fear
1: people of try people in their 20s <laughs> yeah right
0: uh, i mean like a fear of doctors or hospital i mean there's just a lot of graphic stuff that goes on but dear lord you know what we can't have on national tv is someone saying yes fuck yes i fucking want like that is that's a bridge too far
1: <laughs> yeah and it's just whatever and it and it, like it's it's a very weird conversation to have like it, it to me it's kind of weird that this is a conversation we're having but at the same time like it's so insignificant like you know it's like like if you go to, <laughs> not saying to do this but if you were to go up to a kid and and say some swear words are they like are they hurt did <laughs> no, you hurt they them
0: usually they usually giggle
1: yeah and I, i'm not saying like Absolutely, like like don't swear in front of your kids like it's just not something that they should be open to that early, but at the same time if a s like if a ten year old kid heard the f word I don't think the worst thing like I don't think that's the worst thing ever
0: no not not in a million years
1: <laughs> not at all, but
0: whatever and, and and the whole thing and i think it's funny it's like they're you know that they're going to use fan videos there's also been a lot of talk both at the mlb level and the nhl level that they're going to be piping and noise and i'm just kind of like yeah well pfft, are fans of like florida going to notice a difference i
1: mean they've been using piped in noise for years am i right <laughs> Yeah. <are> you're right <laughs> i will say with the pumped in noise if it can sound if it can sound natural then i'm i'm all for it because From what
0: I understand, they're supposed to be using like all these, the the audio from, what is it, NHL 20 or, or, you know, a lot of these video games that they actually, these crews go to venues and, you know, set up microphones and everything like that and record all of this ambient sound for the video games. From what I understand, they're opening up that entire library for people to use so they can have that available
1: doesn't surprise me. I was going to say, if, like I said, if it can sound authentic, then I'm all for it. But there there are some of the crowd and fan noises from the NHL video game that sounds just wrong and like just lame. (laughs) And so I think if they're going to use that, I I could see it get annoying. But if it's going to sound good and authentic, like the point I made to you off screen here was, you know, there was a wrestling show where they used piped in crowd noise and it sounded Really good as if there was actually a crowd there. And I'm like, if they can use that, sign me up, you know?
0: It's it's going to be interesting to see how it sounds and feels. I've been watching some stuff for the San Francisco Giants as they've been doing some stuff. The San Francisco Giants, yeah. Who? Oh uh, they have been doing some stuff, uh some inner or what is it, inner squad scrimmaging at whatnot at Oracle Park. And they evidently have had some crowd noise kind of like piped in while they're doing it. It sounds a little, I will say it sounds a little canned and maybe they need to work on their equalization a little bit or something, but there's definitely, you know, have you ever heard noise when it's, you know, when it's, when it's coming out of like a can or something and it has that weird tone to it. That's kind of how the crowd sounds a little bit now, full disclosure. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having fun with the whole thing of where, like, the NHL put it out for people to do videos of themselves cheering and everything like that. Full disclosure, uh, NBCSN Bay Area, who broadcasts, you know, the local teams. Uh, let's just say that they put out the word that they wanted some fans to be involved on a call to record some things like that, and I may or may not have participated. Is what I'm saying. I don't know I look forward to watching the Giants and the A's is all I'm saying this season well the Giants a little bit of A's uh so with all this stuff with the playoffs and everything like that the other big deal was uh what a CBA extension what, what what's all the minutia of this school everybody if you will
1: yeah so <laughs> or um, I should say
0: whip it out whip it out
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah part of part of the um you know, contingent on the return to play being ratified was the extension of a CBA. So now, um, for those who don't know, the CBA was set to expire, um, I believe it's September 15th of 2022, Um, but that is no longer the case. Um, They tacked on an extra four years um, to the CBA, so now um, it'll be expiring again, I assume September 15th of 2026. Um, and by that point, it'll be the longest stretch of time that there's been labor peace. Um, I Since Gary Bettman's been commissioner, but I'd have to go back and do some homework maybe since the NHL is, um, or I'm sorry, since the players have been part of the union. Um, so, you know, that's obviously really encouraging. Um, but, and it's key to know too that the return to play vote and the CBA extension vote was the same vote. So if you said no to one, you said no to both, which I think is really interesting, but um, you know, a couple little nuggets um, obviously coming out of the CBA extension, they, they reworked kind of the recapture penalty for uh, players with big contracts that retire. Um, You know, they, they reworked um, how qualifying offers or restricted free agents work, which, you know, I guess, um, You know, a lot of people are saying that, oh, had Timo Meyer been a restricted free agent this summer, it would have been different when his deal expired. But, you know, as I've said on the podcast many times before, I don't see Timo Meyer's contract after the current one. He's on being an issue, so whatever. Um, But what I think is interesting, and again, this is really digging deep here into the minutia, but (laughs) no longer, you know, in 2012 – they, they implemented, you know, I'm sure you're familiar, AJ, the, the UFA talking period, you know, where five days before July 1st, you could have conversations with teams to try and hammer out a contract and then have it signed on July 1st. Uh, part of the CBA extension is the talking period has gone away again. Um, <laughs> I, to be honest, I don't know the mindset behind that. Uh, aside from wanting the Sportsnet and TSN free agent frenzy shows to have higher ratings and more <laughs> intrigue. Um, You're right. Which I'm all for, you know, because I, I am a fan of those free agent frenzy shows. And so it kind of sucks when two thirds of the signings are all broken, you know, on June 30th. Um, yeah. So. But yeah there's a lot of this cb had a lot of little things obviously olympic participation for 2022 and 2026 which is huge the that's a huge win for the nhlpa obviously um and then oh there was one more that i know was a big well that's deal. a
0: huge win for the nhlpa but doesn't the nhl kind of not not big fans of that because what if some superstar gets injured
1: yeah well the big the big thing was that the nhl feels the nhl feels that you know, if the players are going to play in the Olympics, then the IOC should have to cover, you know, the travel and the insurance costs, Sure. which I, I, I can get down with that. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's kind of, that's the, I guess, public reason why the NHL didn't go to the Olympics in 2018. I'm of the belief that South Korea may have been a little too close for comfort on -hmm. that one. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know, but there's a – there's a this and, and I've said this, God, I don't know how long I've been saying this, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely on record. Go back and look. I've always believed that we weren't going to have another lockout, that they were going to find a way to either extend the CBA or get a new one done. You know, I didn't think we were geared towards another lockout. And, you know, it's encouraging to see that the PA and the league were able to get it done. But, you know, as we talked about earlier, AJ, when you spend four and a half months doing nothing – Might as well get talking.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, hear me out. You know what? No no matter where the Winter Olympics are played, just because, you know, we know where most of the players are. Uh, Hear me out. We uh, Quebec Olympic Village. And just everybody just goes to Quebec every four years for a couple of weeks and plays everything there, no matter where the rest of the Winter Olympics are played. (laughs) There you go. Just do it there. But. I think the question, the bottom line question everybody wants to know about jerk, is what does this new CBA mean for compliance buyouts?
1: Uh, <laughs> I hate you. Um, Hi. <laughs> okay. Compliance, it means nothing.
0: Moving on. <laughs> yes, it
1: means nothing. Compliance buyouts were never going to be a thing. Where they, you know, all the time that people spent talking about them during the pause was. For nothing, because they never they were never going to be a thing anyway, and now they really aren't going to be a thing um, because they just aren't, uh, and they never have been now that said, <laughs> so stop talking about it. <laughs> that said, sir, considering considering how the cap is going to stay at eighty one and a half million for the next two years i'm mm-hmm. kind of surprised, maybe not compliance balances, but I'm kind of surprised the NHL didn't try to figure something out you know what i mean because for for reference back when the current cba was ratified in 2013 you know that first year the the salary cap was the salary cap was 60, 63 million but but because a lot of teams prepared for the cap to go up and it didn't you were allowed to spend to 70 million and so i'm kind of surprised that the nhl didn't do something like that just because like You know, we've spent a lot of time talking about the Sharks and their cap problems that are gonna have, but there's like with the exception of maybe a third or even a quarter of the league, pretty much everybody is gonna have some kind of cap crunch they gotta figure out. Yeah. You know, and I and we could definitely see an addendum to the to the CBA extension, but I'm kinda surprised that there wasn't something thrown in there about softening the blow on the teams who are against the cap.
0: Yeah. Because as I, I said,
1: as I said, it is at least two thirds of the league.
0: Yeah. Well, well, exactly, and we'll see what happens in a couple of years with after this extension, after hopefully everything's back on track and back online. Remains to be seen. But hey, let's move on to some uh, shark. You know, that's why people come here, just for the shark stuff. So uh, <laughs> that's what I think, anyway. Uh, let, right and now we bring in shang pang uh welcome in uh he comes from well somewhere this guy has more bylines than the new york times recently but uh we'll get into that in a minute how are you doing shang
2: very good how about yourself
0: uh keeping it inside is what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> keeping it inside so first off let's uh talk about the sharks or lack thereof in the playoffs as you know um what is your current vibe with this team? I mean, they're kind of hampered mm-hmm. a little bit now that the salary cap is going to be flat for a coach, and we know that there's some guys on the team that those contracts have. Wilson kind of painted into a corner. How do you think Wilson and, and – and we'll get to the coaching staff in a sec, but how do you think what, – what moves do you see happening?
2: Well, kind of hampered is generous. Um, <laughs> if only <laughs> – kind of but um you know one one path that they appear to be headed toward is hoping that guys just kind of come back and be and you know are healthier and have better seasons which is not an unreasonable hope uh eric carlson logan couture you know reasonably young you know tommy Hurdle obviously is still young Mm -hmm. uh brent burns is older but uh, brent burns is a fitness freak so he may be able to come back too um, so we'll see, we'll see. That's, that's one possible way. Uh, the second path is to kind of get underneath, uh, one of these, get under one of these contracts, whether that's a uh, bread burns or a uh, Vlasic's and see if you can, uh, you know, trade one of those guys off, uh, you know, pay, you know, pennies on a dollar, but just get, get rid of that contract and then kind of start over a little bit and fill in that money with other players. Um, I think though that they'll probably have to go with the first route of just kind of hoping uh, that these star, you know, these big name players that they have can kind of come back and be at least 95% of, uh, you know, what their reputation suggests. Mm
1: Yeah. That was, that was, that was kind of something that I was thinking about too. And AJ and I've talked about that a bunch where it's like these guys, you mentioned obviously Couture Carlson and even Timo Meyer, if they just have like average seasons, the apples probably fall out of the tree a little bit differently.
2: It definitely definitely will help and also just uh you know health too. You know, we're talking about the we're about to talk about the coach too. Uh, under Buchner, the Sharks played much better uh, team defense. And in turn the goaltending, the results for the goaltending got a lot better. Uh Aaron Dell and Martin Jones both statistically uh were much better under Buchner. But of course the goaltending dried or sorry, the goal scoring dried up. And the goal, sc- goal scoring will dry up if you lose Logan Couture, Tommy Hurdle, uh, Eric Carlson uh, for the season. And by the end of the season, you have a you know, first unit power play of a 40 year old Joe Thornton and a bunch of tape.
0: <laughs> well, not only that, too, is that, and then you watched what, 112 points leave before the season started? And- yep, yeah, absolutely. So that's you know when you when you go from second in the NHL and scoring to like 27, 28, that's going to be bad. Uh, the contracts that you mentioned, though, with this flat cap and everybody it's not a secret, the corner that Wilson is in, and you're talking about moving contracts for pennies on the dollar, I mean, everybody knows the the situation Wilson's in, it, who I mean, anybody at this point, I think, is going to look to take advantage. Of of Doug Wilson at this point, and we've seen yeah. all the times that Doug Wilson has come out on top of the big name trades.
2: Yeah, but this this might be kind of the end of that because, of course, something else that uh, Doug gave, and it was the price of getting kind of like uh, favorable deals from Brent Burns when that was signed, for example. But uh, these uh, limited uh, trade clauses, you know, uh, these three team trade trade clauses that uh, that these contracts have, and so. If Brent Burns doesn't, if you find a good deal uh, for Brent Burns to say, I don't know, uh, the Islanders, and he doesn't want to go there, then.
0: (laughs) Well, hold on. (laughs) Jerk, where have you been trying to send Burns for the last six months?
2: Oh, where haven't I been
0: trying
1: to send no, him? Uh, them? <laughs> you I, had, you I, had one in particular. Yeah, no, I I, I think uh, I see Winnipeg being a really good fit just by virtue of, you know, last summer, they lose their entire right side of the decor. And, you know, that includes Dustin Bufflin, who is a just a, a menace uh, on the blue line in terms of offensive production. And I don't know, to me, I, I think a right-handed, offensively-minded defenseman like Brent Burns, I think is, is almost like, you know, like, it's like it's as easy as you know two plus two equals four like it just seems oh, like a perfect yeah. fit you know <laughs> I, I agree and, and I, I agree of,
2: of all the bad contracts uh, burns is actually the most tradable even though uh, he's the oldest of, of of that group because you know carlson makes too much and for too long of uh, mm-hmm. last game has declined maybe a little too much to justify paying him that much you know, Jones's game has, you know, gone off the deep end. Um, Burns' game, you know, Burns had one bad year this past year. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think of all those contracts, Burns is the still the most most tradable. But, of course, does he want to go to a Winnipeg? Does he want to go to an Edmonton? You know, places like that. I, I don't know.
0: Well, and who is it that you were trying to pull out of Winnipeg for this?
1: Uh, Nikolai Ehlers,
2: (laughs) which I I can dream, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Yeah.
2: You can dream. Uh, But I think though, the, um, the, I guess if you want my, my overall take, uh, the the pulse of the situation, uh, there's obviously a lot of talk that the 2014, 15 sharks, they missed the playoffs. Doug Wilson was able to make a lot of little tweaks, uh, adding Martin Jones, uh, adding Joe Ward uh, tweaks that, you know, led the team, resulted in team mate being a uh, Stanley Cup finalist next year. Uh, the problem, though, with, with, with this uh, this current Sharks team is that there isn't as much cap space to work with. And they have players that, you know, when we talk about 2014-15, and yes, Patrick Marleau was old already. Joe Thornton was <laughs> old already. But as they proved in the in, in the following years, they were still high-end top players. And so they could still help and be part of the solution. You know, Joe Thornton is not part of the of a of a Stanley Cup winning solution, in my opinion. Um, at least not at you know sixteen minutes a night. Uh, Patrick Marleau, same thing. You know, those are both uh, legendary players that still have something to add. You know, can still play some good hockey. But um, you know, those just uh, it, it just there just isn't the support around them. Like the 2014-15 Sharks, there was still a lot of good depth players, a lot of uh, top end star players. Uh, this Sharks team right now has the 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 has still has star players, but just doesn't have that middle class doesn't have that depth, so I'm not sure we'll see what happens but yeah I, I I don't know I wouldn't say that i'm optimistic
0: well and you talked about burns being one of the most movable contracts again, I go back to the the idea of people know that Wilson is a little bit over a barrel. What do you say to the people <laughs> and jerk and I have gone through this before there's so many people. That sit there on social media and go, "Oh well, Burns. The solution is easy. You you expose him to Seattle, and it's why would you let this valued piece go for nothing?"
2: Um, you know, though you can do a lot with that eight million. If you're smart with that eight million, you can sign two to three players that uh, I, an aggregate can outperform Brent Burns. But it's still a question of will Seattle take him for free, and we don't know you know, this coming season is going to be big for that. If Brent Burns plays like he did last year, I don't think anybody's going to take him for free. But if <laughs> you can right. turn, yeah, but if you can turn around his game and, you know, you know, may, he may not be uh, Norris tr- Trophy Brent Burns uh, next season, but if he can get, you know, get close to that, then maybe someone will take a chance, you know, uh, for free. Because again, he's going to be 36 next year. So you're not going to get a lot for him no matter what. But there is, there is something in terms of, if you can even get rid of these contracts for free, or like you said, pennies on a dollar, uh, you have to think about it, even though, you know, it's not that Vlasic is a, I don't think Blasic is a bad player. I think Blasic can still play, but is he a $7 million defenseman, and you want to be paying that for, what is it, the next seven, oh, yeah, six years. <laughs> I'm looking at that, I and can't, I can't believe what I'm looking at. Um, so uh, you, you do not. You, you do not want to be paying that. You know, he's, he hasn't been a $7 million defenseman for uh, a couple years at least. Um, so, so if somebody says to you, hey, we will just take the contract on, no strings. Um, I, I think in, in most of these cases, you have to think about it.
0: Well, <laughs> you got to think about it.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think, but nothing happens.
0: Um, so <laughs> the the thing is, for at least, uh, and we'll move on here, but I just go, you know what, you got a second and a third for Douglas Murray. You can get something around that for Brent Burns, but I digress. <laughs> um, so Darren Drager reported on Twitter that the, the Sharks have extended Bob Bugner as head coach while hiring former Oilers assistant, Chicago Wolves head coach, Rocky Thompson for the coaching staff. A little bit of history with Vegas there, which you are familiar with. Yet Mm. Doug Wilson responded saying, you know, at this time we have nothing official to report in regards to our coaching staff for the coming season. The process of identifying candidates to fill out our staff is ongoing. Now the key line for me is the process of identifying candidates to fill out the staff. Not fill the head coaching spot, but the staff. So Darren Drager, not known to beat around the bush or put out misinformation. Uh, you, you think that Boogner's probably uh, faded complete?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that I would guess that they would like to announce all the hirings together. Um, I'm not sure why that's important. Uh, you're not going to have a, <laughs> a big press conference, a big ado <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic, uh, and you know, announcing your new head coach and his staff. But, you know, the sharks are going to shark that, I guess. So, um, so well, you know what? They'll, they'll yeah. announce
0: it while they're wearing like new jerseys or something.
2: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll introduce a new, uh, uh you know, another stealth jersey or something. I don't yeah, know. There
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, yeah, it, it remains to be seen. I'm sure that there'll be some sort of press conference. And, uh, Speaking of Doug Wilson, you know, finally inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame. Do you think they uh, made him wait long enough or should have been a little longer?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, this is uh, just about right. You know, Doug, uh, (laughs) I I, I, I mean, honestly, uh, Doug, uh, if we look over his, you know, he was inducted as a player, right? Not as a builder. So we can't credit him for the incredible You know, what's an incredible work he's done with the Sharks for the last seventeen years. So we can't credit him for that. It's all as a player. And as a player, unfortunately, he kinda tapered off in his thirties when he joined the the expansion sharks. So he was legitimately, though, a a top five, top ten defenseman all throughout the eighties with a very good Chicago team that just had the misfortune of having to, you know, run into the, the the Oilers dynasty. Um so he definitely is a Hall of Fame player. I know there's a lot of people out there who kind of questioned that, and I, I think that that's flat-out wrong. But, you know, he wasn't, wasn't the, what do you call, a first ballot Hall of Famer either, and that's no slight toward, toward him. There's very few guys who are really worthy of being first ballot Hall of Famers. But so it's uh, certainly a fully, uh, a fully deserved accomplishment. And, um, yeah, I, I hope that he's going to have the full – you know the full works the hall of fame uh the banquet all that kind of stuff you know hope that's not uh blunted uh, by the by what's going on now with the coronavirus so yeah because you know when you get that kind of honor you wait as long as he has you know you deserve uh full honors
0: yeah nobody would want to see that virtually but yeah, yeah
2: absolutely Yeah, not a first ballot maybe not a
0: 20 ballot either but we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> so i mean we've had all these announcements uh we have you on here because it feels like uh you have maybe an announcement yourself
2: yes 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 all right well uh today uh, i will be launching my own uh, sharks website it's called san jose hockey now and it's going to be comprehensive 24 7 sharks coverage uh most of the content will be free uh, there will be some subscription content and so then at that you might think well why subscribe why spend your money well If you like my work, I urge you to subscribe. That's number one. You know, I'll be honest. uh, I was this close to going into another field before getting this opportunity to start San Jose Hockey Now. But I love this job, and I do believe that I provide compelling work. And so subscribing gives me a chance to continue to to provide this work. And so to give you a taste of uh, what's going to be uh, on the site uh, this week, you'll find out why Johan Hedberg thinks. Martin Jones is still a Vezina-caliber goaltender. You'll find out which shark asked to be traded at the trade deadline last year. <gasps> You'll find out how much more ice time the Barracuda gave Sasha Chemnuski over Ivan Chekovich last year. You know, that's sort of the holy grail of AHL stats, time on ice. You'll find out what one of the smartest people in hockey thinks is wrong and right with Eric Carlson, Brett Burns, and uh, Vlasic. (laughs) And so that's all just this week. And so anyway, when the new season starts, I'm going to be there on site and credentialed at every practice, every home game, some road games, every playoff game, and if there are any playoff games for the Sharks next year, and the draft. And so I think it's a pretty good package that you'll be getting for uh, just $349 a month, $29.99 a year. You're going to get some of the best Sharks coverage around.
0: I'm down with that. And it, you know, and I've, I've said it many times. It's been said on this show, it's been said on after dark that, uh, you know, you're definitely one of the guys that we look forward to reading. We respect what you do on there and, and it's educational without like weighing you down. I, I mean, you know, I'm a moron and so you, you guys, or you break things down that even I can understand it and I learn something from it. Uh, you know, there's some guys that they dive a little too far into whether it's Corsi or Fenwick, and then I'm like, okay, I don't even know what this guy is talking about. But I like the way you break down plays on Twitter. And if you don't know, at Shang underscore Pang on Twitter. But I enjoy your work immensely. I know Jerk does. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. One of the few people out there that's definitely worth paying attention to day in and day out. So uh, I definitely look forward to this. I'll, I'll be subscribing now that it's launched. Um, definitely something worth reading because you know you get what you pay for kids now. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, it's like you can sit here and go, oh, well, listen to AJ suck Shing's ass. Look, the dude is worth reading and I'm gonna call that out. Everybody knows that I call it like I see it, balls and strikes. There are some people working for other sites that we know have no business whatsoever writing anything about hockey (laughs) shang is one of those people that comes along and knocks it out of the park every time so i look forward to this but i have to ask you though what does does this have any impact on any of your other bylines you know it's like some people might be familiar with you from doing work in vegas doing Mm -hmm. work in la uh, doing work for the point, doing work for fear of the fin. Does any of that stuff change? Is this going to be your one-stop shop for Shang stuff? Are you still going to be on other bylines?
2: Oh yeah. Thanks for asking that question. Yeah. So I could clarify that. Yes. This will absolutely be 24 uh, seven. If you like me, if you happen to like me uh, this will be 24 seven me. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't be writing uh, any anymore for the point hockey or for fear of the fin. Um I mean, you know, I might have occasional byline here and there for you know, I do some work for NBC News, but no, this is all this is um all my attention will be on this site. You know, uh when I was at you know, Fear of the Finn, um I you know wouldn't necessarily, you know, write every day. You know, there wasn't a, a a motivation to, you know, wasn't wasn't paid enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know to be, to be, to be honest, but here, you know, uh, it's a kind of a a contract, right? That, 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 that you agree with, with your subscriber, you know, a person who subscribes and you tell them you're going to get 24 seven daily coverage. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling your listeners. And that's what you will get. And that's what you'll get from me.
0: That sounds fantastic. Well, uh, it's San Jose hockey Yep. And so you can go check that out right now. It is launched and uh, your first, I'm assuming your first piece is up.
2: Yep. Uh, Well, the first one will be a little bit of a welcome letter and then uh, we'll get into the first article. Big article today will be my interview with uh, ex-Sharks goaltending coach, Johan Hedberg.
0: Excellent. Excellent. I look forward to that. If he, I mean, come on, if anybody can make us believers that after the last two years <laughs> martin jones can bring it back i'll i'll listen to a little bit of uh, the moose all right?
2: well yeah the sharks have no choice right with with jones's contract right <laughs> so so y- therefore you as fans have no choice either so <laughs> gotta keep believing
0: <laughs> yeah what are they gonna do come out after like four years ago you know we made a terrible mistake so, anyway <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much time or pff, i you know what hold on
2: I know words. I have the best words. Well, thank
0: you so much for your time, <laughs> and uh, we look forward to reading you. And thank you for joining the show.
2: Yep, appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much, AJ. Thanks so much, Jerk. And I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. All right. Take you. it easy, man. Take it easy.
0: So that was fun talking to Shang Peng now of San Jose dot com. I look forward to reading that. That should. That's I. I mean, what did he say? Thirty bucks a month? I mean, thirty bucks for a year? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been –
1: especially because it's shang i mean it's you know he he kind of mentioned where it's like you know why would you pay for something like this and you know like you you get what you pay for well and that's the thing and to a degree i can relate to that but at the same time it's kind of like you know shang is absolutely he's a worthwhile read you know he's a good follow on twitter like you said you know he breaks down the game really well he's very he's very informative and very educated and it's it's definitely going to be worth the price tag. And, and I'm, I'm excited, you know, for him cause he's obviously one of our good buddies and, and you know, it's, it's, it's a tough industry to get into, especially in this area and I think he's done a good job. So I'm, I'm pumped for him.
0: Well, and you know, I'm one of those guys where I, I pay for satellite radio because I want to hear NHL network or what I know that I'm not going to hear <laughs> sharks talk on the local sports stations, so, but local sports that's free, but I don't listen to it. I would rather pay and hear some NHL Network on Sirius. So, and and at least they, you know, I've I've heard Jamie Baker, I've heard Kevin Kurz, I've heard I've heard a gamut of people on the NHL Network on on Sirius. So, yeah, man, we should really be getting kickbacks for all these promotions. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, the one thing that I wish I would have asked him, and this is this is on me, should have asked him who was getting his vote for the the awards i mean i know like the selkie list uh comes out a little bit later today but we do know the nominees for like the calder the vesna adams lindsey masterton bing um who 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 are you taking just like real quick okay you know you got um god i can't even pronounce some of these names (laughs) quinn hughes Cale mccarr and dominic was kubalik yeah okay i thought so uh, who, who are you taking in that and and does mccar have an unfair advantage because he got so much playoff last season
1: Ugh. <laughs> honestly i feel like with with hughes and mccar you flip a coin but
0: so kubalik not even in the conversation no like that but, was like, like I mean, well we have to put three people in here so i mean
1: kubalik like i feel definitely impressive i mean you know 30 30 tucks, you know, 30 tucks as a rookie coming over from, I believe, the Czech Republic. So, that's certainly impressive. But, yeah, between Makar and Hughes, I think you flip a coin. I think I'm inclined to go with Hughes. But, I don't know. It's so tough. I feel like whoever wins, I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah, as long as it's one of those two. (laughs) Put Kouvelik
1: on there. Everybody was like, oh! But...
0: (laughs) I I kind I lean Hughes too because I think that like Kale McCarr benefits from seeing some of that playoff time, and I think he's surrounded by uh, you know a more talented roster. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would kind of lean towards uh, Hughes. Okay, Vesna, Vasilevsky,
1: Rask, Hellebuck. I mean, got to be Connor, got to be Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Ra- Rask only played forty nine games. Vasilevsky struggled to start the year. Connor Hellebuck has been consistently good all year. You know, really good save percentage, really good goals against. Uh, On a
0: team that gives up a lot of shots and doesn't get off a lot of shots.
1: Yeah, faced the most high-danger scoring chances of any goalie in the league and also stopped the most high-danger scoring chances of any goalie in the league. Um, And Again, that's
0: another one where I feel like, okay, we need two other guys to put in here. What are we going with?
1: Yeah, (laughs) and also, like you said, AJ, the Jets – I mean, the Jets weren't a bad team this year. They just weren't very good. And Hellebuck – Hellebuck's probably the reason that they're – in ninth and not like 13th <laughs> <laughs> you're right uh
0: jack adams all right coach of the year got cassidy from the bruins tortorella from the blue jackets who we heard from earlier and elaine vignol this time from the flyers
1: <laughs> i i feel like i feel like travis green the coach of the canucks would like a word um, yeah
0: no i'm right there with you i looked at this and i was just like i'm like wait Cassidy, dude the the bruins went to the to the final last season.
1: I, I I'm inclined to say, definitely not Cassidy because Boston is a one line team. I don't care what anybody says. See, but and,
0: and and Tortorella doesn't get nice things, so I feel like Vin Vin, you know, Elaine is going to get it just based on, you know, process of elimination.
1: Yeah, I I would say John Tortorella is definitely a close second because you look at the Blue Jackets. I mean, they lost Duchesne, Bobrovsky, Panarin, Dezingle. I mean, they lost a lot of guys and they still let's, were
0: let's be honest tortorella just got this nod because the blue jackets swept the lightning last playoff
2: <laughs> you know no I, but-
1: I i feel like he did a really good job though with a not so great roster compared compared to what they had last year right but mm-hmm. to your point i i've never been a fan of the flyers but i think Alain vigno um did a lot with that roster and so i think he should probably win it agreed uh ted Lindsay
0: award mvp as voted on by the players you got dry mckinnon panarin now this is voted on by the players not you know the the writing association so i mean it's basically saying asking all the players who's the guy you don't want to deal with and i i, I gotta say after this season i'm leaning panarin
1: really because i was going to say not panarin really okay yeah finally we can get into this because and i mean don't remember artemi panarin very good definitely mvp caliber season but i look at you know well i i mean like he ugh, yeah he had a good year right but it's like i look at you know i the mvp it's the idea that like you are the reason that your team is you are the sole reason that your team is good you know what i mean that's the idea yeah but you can't say that about mckinnon there's a lot of talent in colorado I'll let me get there. But like you look at, you know, Mika Zibanejad, my friend had a good year. Ryan Strom had a good year. Tony D'Angelo had a good year, you know? And like I said earlier, they've got and Georgiev who both had really good years in goal. So it's kind of hard to say oh. that one, <laughs> it's kind of hard to say that one guy, you know, really, really iced the cake there. But, you know, I, I, I think Nathan McKinnon, you know, just go on to cap friendly and look at Colorado's injured reserve list, like Colorado is missing Nazem Kadri, they're missing uh, Miko Rantanen. They were missing Gabriel Landeskog, and they're missing Philip Grubauer. They're freaking starting goalie. And, and you're
0: saying like McKinnon kept the boat afloat?
1: McKinnon absolutely kept the boat afloat. You know he was on pace. Um, I believe if he didn't hit it, he got really close. Yeah, he was he was on pace to score 100 points this season, assuming they got to 82 games. Um, you know, and and you think about it, like gog and Ranton and go down. And so he was with, you know, andre burakovsky Jonas Donskoy, Matt Calvert, you know, Vladislav Kamenev, you know, he was with all these different guys and still put up a crap load of points. And so I think on that on the principle that like Don't forget
0: of, those two shifts he had with Matt Nieto, but go ahead. Right. And
1: Matt Nieto as well, <laughs> yes. And JT Comfer and Tyson Jost and you know probably Nemesnikov. But my point I'm trying to make is that, you know it seemed like everybody in Colorado found their way on injured reserve at one point and McKinnon was like, Nope, we're fine. We're just going to keep it rolling here. So I I would, I would give it to McKinnon, but I think Leon dry is a very close second just because when Connor McDavid went down Drysidle upped his game and I didn't think he could up his game from where he was, but he somehow did.
0: Oh man. Okay. This is one we're going to have to write down for later. Uh, So you, so you go McKinnon, which I think is a good call. I think it's a good call. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong and why it's Panarin uh, because the Rangers play in the East. Eh, maybe. It <laughs> could be. Could be. They, they see him a lot more, is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Masterton, a trophy, dedication to hockey. You got, uh, uh, do we even need to talk about that? <laughs> I don't give a shit about this. I want it. So, John,
1: Oscar, Lynn Blom, and Bobby Ryan. I want to say I want to say Bobby Ryan.
0: That's me too.
1: But I think it's going to be Oscar Lindblom, just because you know he had the had you know bone cancer and was able to come back from it, and you know I mean not to not to dilute the comeback story of Stephen Johns or Bobby Ryan, but I just think Oscar Lindblom. I think I don't even want to say I think he had a bigger hill to climb because they all had big hills to climb. But that's what I'm going with. But but dude, at the same time, Bobby Ryan's first game back from you know leaving the oh, substance abuse program and he put up a hat stellar, trick i mean that's stellar. killer you know what i mean and i've always liked bobby ryan and so i'm i'm wondering if now that he got the help he needed i'm wondering if he can you know get back to being a 30 goal guy
0: yeah i i, I kind of lean towards you too as well it's like Lindblom, but i think bobby ryan is a close second Yeah, uh, and
1: and but that's the other thing too is even stephen john's like the hill that stephen john's climbed the last two years is really impressive as well but I just think it's a matter of it's not talked about as much. And so people don't really know enough about it to make a decision.
0: Yeah. Uh, Finally, Lady Bing, you know, most gentlemanly player. Finalists are McKinnon from the Avs, Matthews from the Maple Leafs, O'Reilly from the Blues. Uh, For this one, I'm going to take Matthews.
1: I'm going to say Ryan O'Reilly.
0: All right. Well, at the... The reason why I'm not saying McKinnon is because he's already up for an award. It's very, it's almost, it's so rare to see a player win two awards
1: like this. (laughs) Conor McDavid has entered the Zoom call.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, Well, I mean, Joe Thornton, but those weren't, you know, those were different. You know, those were like statistical. Well, one of them was, but anyway, um, look, hold on. Wait a minute. Did I get that wrong? The heart and the Ross. Are those voted or are those statistical based? Like the, the heart vers- is
1: voted. The heart is voted.
0: Yeah, the heart is voted, but the Ross is is stats. So yes. Um anyway, yeah, it's it's very it's insanely rare to see a guy win two voted on awards. So that's why I say McKinnon's out. I go with Matthews simply because what he did with the whole Marlowe jersey in the All Star game.
1: <laughs> that was two. That was two seasons ago. Though. Don't
0: care. I remember it. Other people will too. <laughs>
1: yeah. a cheap way well, to get a crowd reaction.
0: Oh, I know it's pandering. It's pandering. But why? Why does O'Reilly get
1: it? I just think because he, you know, I, Ryan O'Reilly, he you know, he's a very, very tough player. He, you know, he plays a very physically demanding position. You know, he's a center. He kills penalties. He's on the power play. Ryan O'Reilly's on the ice a lot. And historically, you know, he, um, you know, historically has kept his penalty minutes really low. And when he has taken a penalty, it's been, you know, not, not anything egregious. You know, I think back 2013, 2014, um, he had one minor penalty that whole season, and it was for playing with a broken stick, you know, just, just to give you an idea. Um, so, I feel like
0: there's a couple times that either Vlasic or Marlowe should have been up for the award.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but now that you said Austin Matthews, I think about how this year at the All-Star Game, he was injured and he still showed up and participated.
0: Yeah. And that, so porn, I, that porn stash will ruin people.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, based on that, I could concede a vote to Austin Matthews based on that. All right, well,
0: let's move on then. Uh, Another thing we got into a little bit with Shang was uh, Darren Drager's report of Boogner being the head coach, getting Rocky Thompson in there. Um, I'm a little surprised that Drager threw this out there just because, well, I mean, obviously you want to be the first to report the news. Everybody's got that whole, you know, everybody needs that feather in their cap, clout chaser. (laughs) draker has all the clout in the world um i don't know how do you feel about bugner getting an extension and the interim tag removed when you still take into account that there are a lot of coaches with some decent pedigree still available out there
1: i like it uh i don't think how funny would it be if gerard gallant got
0: hired as like an (laughs) assistant
1: (laughs) <laughs> I don't I, I. don't think that Bugner gets enough credit for the work that he, he did, um, you know, in spite of everything going on and Shang obviously mentioned that. And I know our friend Kevin Kurz tweeted about that as well, but you know, Bugner did a lot of good stuff with this, you know, <laughs> well, with Picasso pat- painting of a roster. Well, not and, only that,
0: uh, it's like you had the roster that he, that he was given. You had the injuries that, uh-huh. that, ended up plaguing him a little bit you also had the fact that it's like he didn't he wasn't able to pick any of his coaching staff it's like here's the barracuda guys have fun
1: yeah and i think you know a lot of people go back to how his time in florida wasn't very good but honestly as i said earlier you know no matter how good of a roster florida puts out they can never seem to do anything right so i don't really put that on him and you know i think with a you know a full season a full training camp a roster that he is going to be able to manipulate his own way his own assistant coaches as you alluded to i think we could see something good from Buchner. plus really the the genesis of this whole thing and the most important part that people don't talk about enough the players like playing for him
0: true that true that and and you talk about florida too um can you can i uh, query query you this is sure. that how it works? L- l- may I ask you a query? Something like mm-hmm. that? Um, how many Stanley Cups, how many rings does Joel Quinville own?
1: Um, at least three.
0: And how's he doing with Florida?
2: <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Uh, so, all right. Well, Again, Doug Wilson said at the time, there's nothing official to report. We'll see what happens between now and whenever something is official to report. We'll see if Darren Drager lets us know of another (laughs) member of the coaching staff is going to be happening because remember, there's been a lot of talk in, I mean, and some of it has come from us. I, you know, I said from the get go that once this was all over, I thought without a doubt, uh, Richie was going back down to the cuda somner of course going back or summer going back down to the cuda nabby i was on the fence about i think it comes down to nabby you know like if he's interested in traveling or if he wants to if he likes staying here in in san jose and not not so much travel and likes working with the young guys who knows if they can talk nabby into taking that role but that nabby was the only guy in my book that was kind of like odds on that yeah i think they'll probably stick him, you know keep him up high but remains to be seen uh let's move on to the next uh, few bit of notes well i should say let's just finish off with some kind of news and announcements we talked about it doug wilson's been inducted to the nhl hall of fame uh so i think this one's for you doug oh good for you took you long enough pal Uh, the sharks have finally launched their team shop site, which we reported about a few weeks back on tealtownusa.com. while the selection is still thin items are being added almost daily. Uh, we've even seen some game used items up there. I don't know if that's going to have any impact on an equipment sale, which at this point is up in the air as far as I know. So there's the site for you, sjteamshop.com, if you want to go check that out and see what they've got going. I've seen some, uh, some nice team-issued and game-used jerseys up there, and they don't last for very long. So if you're interested in picking up one of those, you might want to keep an eye on the website. Uh, the Sharks Foundation is holding a virtual wine event. If you're unaware of this, you might know or be aware of their annual sampling with the Sharks event. Now, let's get into this for just two seconds. For this virtual wine event, Sipping with the Sharks. And, of course, the SIP of Sipping stands for shelter in place. But they are selling these uh, attendants, or they're selling the Zoom URL and password to attend this. It's $800, and that's for two people. Now, he, here's, here's my, my bone of contention, if you will. What if you're just one person and you'd like to attend this? I mean, I guess you have to get a friend to come over and do it. I don't know. Uh, But what if you're, it kind of sucks that there's not an option for one person. Then again, it says each spot is for two people. Who's to say that the person who buys a spot doesn't have three people over and there's four of them there. Like, you know what I mean? And who knows how that's going to roll. The other thing too is, um, with this virtual event there's limited player involvement mm-hmm. you know when you go to the event live at the tank you can basically talk to more than half the sharks and in, in almost all the barracuda um why is a virtual event with limited player involvement 400 a person when the live event that you get to talk to everybody is 375 a person <laughs> you know now i get it this is all for charity and i'm totally down with that but do you think, Jerk, that this is kind of—is this a good move to for the Sharks, especially at an increased price, and when so many people are struggling right now, you know, financially?
1: Yeah, honestly, it makes it makes zero sense to me. I mean,
0: <sighs> I mean, personally, I just, now I, sh- I want to add some context. Like it, they they say that it comes with like an autographed puck from Burns, oh, and wow. I should men- I should mention that. Um, The people that they have jotted down now as we're talking, it's Brent Burns, Doug Wilson, Dan Rusinowski, and Randy Haunt. Those are the only names that they have announced. That's not to say that there won't be more people there, but I just wanted to offer that context there. And part of your purchase price includes them sending you $250 worth of wine. That's what they say the estimate value is. And the autographed puck. I still think if you break down the... Purchase price on
1: that—I don't know—is this—is this this a little, little too much, Jerk? Well, there are a couple of different ways to look at it. Number one, you're paying eight hundred dollars to drink wine, which is like—I mean, no pandemic or no pandemic—I'm not paying eight hundred dollars to drink wine. A, because wine is gross, but B, because I would (laughs) spend eight hundred dollars on something else. Don't
0: judge. Don't judge. Some people (laughs) like wine. Sure.
1: But it's like, oh, great. It's Brent Burns and it's the broadcasters. Like, how many times are they going to roll these guys out for a, an event? You know what I mean? It's like, Yikes. Like, like, <laughs> like, it's just, and again, they're all great people and I love them all. But it's like, it's the same thing every year. Like, change it up. Do something different. Get some new personnel. Do, uh, like, I don't know, maybe, like, you know beer garden games with Brent Burns maybe you play cornhole with Brent Burns or you do lawn darts or shuffleboard or something do but something yeah, but how do you, how do you do that virtually no but i'm just saying generally speaking oh yes I like like change it up like the same retread stuff every year and and oh like what's your what's your chotchka that you get out of it a signed puck like well, go hold to, on. no 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 go to sharks team shop whatever buy a puck and then take your happy ass to practice when the coronavirus is over and get it signed. And it's like you're out 10 bucks as opposed to 800
0: Okay. Now, let me, let me offer the other, other side of this. All the people that go to sampling with the Sharks that go to the venue and are able to, to take part in this, for the most part, they're all local. They're, they're already here. So this is an opportunity for fans that are outside of the live in other States, other countries that can kind of get an idea of what the event is about, where they can still, you know, they, they can talk. Uh, Hopefully there's some, some sort of Q and a, or there's some sort of interaction. I don't know how many people they're going to allow on this zoom call. I don't know where the limit is. They haven't publicized that, but, it gives the opportunity for people that aren't in the, San, the greater San Jose Bay Area region that if you're a Sharks fan that's a huge Brent Burns fan and you live in Minnesota or you live in Texas. Well, let's be honest. If you live in Texas, you just go to Brent Burns' ranch, evidently. But if you live wherever and you would love to be able to ask Randy Hahn a question or something like that, this is that opportunity for those people. Maybe, on, but... In that way, I can see it. But I do still kind of... I look at that price point of $400 a person, and that does make me kind of cringe just a scotch.
1: Yeah, it's... And, and again, it's the similar thing that I have with the 91 Club, where it's like, I feel like you're setting a price on being a fan. You know, it's like, oh, like, okay, you're you want to be a fan? It costs this much dollars. And, no,
0: I I hear you. I get I get that, but I and, still I I still recognize the effort, and sure, I appreciate 100%. the effort that they're you know they're trying to expand their fan base from outside the San Jose Bay Area.
1: I I, I think the the real kind of the the nuts and bolts of it all is I think eight hundred dollars is a rip off for a Zoom call link.
0: And and yeah. also
1: not only that, but so what's the deal? Like, is this BYOB or what?
0: Well, no, I told you part of the price is you, they you are you know they the the sharks have partners. Whether it's uh, Claude de Chance or I think Minor Winery is another one that <laughs> all of the people that purchase this are going to be sent. I think two or three bottles of wine, and oh, and I believe besides the autograph puck, they also get uh, a couple sharks, uh, some nice etched wine glasses. So, I mean, you are getting some value for your price. I, again, I just kind of go, you know, when the live event in person where you get to, where if I, if memory serves, you get to, you know, you get to sample all these wines, you know, you're not going to get a bottle, but you get to sample a lot of lines. Uh, but you also get the glasses. You don't get a puck, but you get to sample the wine glasses, or, I mean, you get some wine glasses uh, but that's it's twenty-five dollars less for a live event. I f- mm-hmm. you know, I think I think at the price point here, I think if it's two fifty a person, you're on to something. Yeah. And maybe one bottle less you ship to the person, you know, or maybe you ship not as nice of a bottle or not as expensive of a bottle. I just I think there was a better price point they could have done. And who's to say that they won't do something else between now and the start of the season? Maybe they do another event like this next month and they do it with you know whether it's new amsterdam vodka who's a sponsor with the nhl or they do something with a local brewer and you know do a beer thing we don't know maybe they do you know like the brew- we've seen uh, what is it the tank tailgate during mm-hmm. fan fest where they got beers out there maybe they do something along those lines
1: the, the best part of fan fest and they got rid of it but whatever
0: but anyway who knows i'm just saying i see i was worried that we're gonna spend too much time on that and we did it happens yeah uh another announcement the sharks will auction mystery pucks and these actually look really cool i gotta say uh because there's two different versions one features the original sharks logo and word mark and the other one features the one that i don't like no i'm kidding no (laughs) no no, you were right the first time (laughs) but it features two different ones uh now but here's and here's my question with this so these pucks are going to go on sale july 21st there will be this auction for the mystery pucks so if they do it like they did with the mystery hats about I don't know, five, six weeks ago. I can't remember. Uh, I did buy one though, because for me, I'm like, hey, it's charity. Absolutely. But here's the thing they do an auction for a hat. And when it's the auction, it's like, okay, you know, I want that hat signed. You know, I want Evander Kane's signature or I want Joe Thornton or so on, whoever you want. They do that. Then after that auction was completed uh, the next day, then they just put, the mystery hats available for sale for the standard price. And it, and it was just like, you know, when you ordered it, it was whoever you were going to get. It was just like going to a game. There's a bag. You're, you know, you have no idea what hat is in the bag, who signed it, but you give them the money. They give you the bag. You open it up. It's a big surprise. I'm wondering if the sharks will do the same thing where after the auction's over, then they open it up and say, Hey, we also have these mystery pucks and, you know, give us 30 bucks and you know, or maybe they if they're really smart about this, they say one for thirty, two for 50 type of a deal to try to, you know, push the, these pucks out there.
1: Uh, but, uh, you know, I'd buy two for 50, absolutely. I think it's just a matter of, like, I see auction, and it's like, okay, is it going to get to the point where an Eric Carlson puck is going for 80 bucks? Maybe more. Which is, to me, is ridiculous. Again, just yeah, go to the, the shark store, buy an $8 puck. But and, not
0: everybody has that option. What if you're a massive... Uh, Eric Carlson. Uh, Eric Carlson. Oh, here we go.
2: I know words. I have the best words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe you're a Amer- and, and Jesus. Christ, I still can't get through it. Check out the big brain on huh, bread. Maybe you're an Eric Carlson fan who lives in Ottawa and would love his signature on a Sharks puck. You're not going to be able to get to a Sharks practice, but here's an opportunity.
1: Yeah, but it just it ends up just being a surcharge for being far away
0: okay well you can say the same thing about uh autographed pucks on some disreputable websites (laughs) (laughs) or jerseys hey now but i'm just saying uh either way so the 21st if you're interested in mystery pucks and i know that there's even a facebook uh, page out there devoted to them uh go check that out follow the sharks on social media it'll be out there or actually again i should say at sharks foundation or i'm sorry at sharks care because this is the sharks foundation thing so anyway uh yeah if they put them up for a direct purchase you know like i said one for 32 for 50 something like that i'm not going to do the auction that's just mm-hmm. me not i'm not judging uh but if they they put them up there like they normally do like they do with the hats i'm down uh finally here and god damn it we're running long i knew we would uh really quick uh this kind of ties into the virtual wine event, but earlier the sharks sur- the sharks surveyed fans as to what events they would attend virtually. The options were the Fan Fest. I don't know how you make that virtual. Uh, the Sharks <laughs> the Sharks three sixty five viewing party. I mean, I can kind of see that as being a thing where I guess everybody logs in to a call and everybody watches the game. But my whole thing then is. Well, you're going to have some people watching, you know, some people have Comcast, some people have DirecTV. Uh, If you're like jerk, you you fly your pirate flag as high as it'll go. So you're going to have people watching at different points. So that could be a tough, you know, road to hoe unless they provide a link to log into so everybody can stream it at the same time. Uh, There's the sampling thing, which they're already doing with the sipping. Uh, The one that really got me is Meet the Sharks. How do you do that virtually? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, okay, you could have these events where it's like, okay, we're going to have four sharks on a call, but how many people are going to be on and what is it? Is, like, is it everybody gets 30 seconds to like talk to one player? I don't know. It's really tough. Uh, select a seat. Select a seat could be very difficult to do virtually, but maybe not because if you have a rep, Who's literally walking around SAP with a phone, you know, and like showing you, okay, here's the view from this seat. Like they sit down and hold the phone and you know move it around. Okay, that is the one thing
1: I think. You know what? Virtually that could work. Um, yeah, but but you could just and again, I'm just being a real shrew this last segment. But I know, man, what's your problem? But you know, you could just <laughs> as easily go onto like StubHub and oh, the view from my seat website. Yeah, or and I mean it's you know the sharks could easily implement that technology you know or that thing and then and that's you know that's that's it i mean
0: i uh, i appreciate the sharks are trying
1: to no yeah uh, 100 i i appreciate the effort but a lot of it like uh, like how i was saying earlier like there's some things where it's like change it up make it more fun there are also some things where it's like it's fine the way it is why do you have to try and make it something else like i I get it and people are apart in this time but it's like like I don't get me wrong I miss sports but it's like to your point earlier AJ it's like sometimes it's nice to have a break Absolutely
0: well and my whole thing is you know what could be fun is you have a 2 hour window every night like say 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific and you you like you have a game you know whether uh, well like cards against humanity might be a little over the top that's you know they, they can get a little uh <laughs> You know, depending on, on the people that are attending, it could go over the top. But if, what about like like a game night with with a player or, you know, a personality, whether it's Baker or Han or Ruzanasky or whoever. Uh, uh, Brody, Jesus Christ, that guy literally Oof. has nothing to do. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but if you did something like that where there's like a two-hour window and you get 10 Sharks... 365 members or whatever or it's a random thing you can you know sign up for you know through twitter you said they have a submission form you sign up and if you get chosen you get chosen and it's a thing where they put together a game and maybe it's i don't know The as far as i know i think you can play uno online they've got Uh like a web interface for that or cards against humanity again that's probably not the best scribble <laughs> yeah yeah scrabble whatever scribble either of those uh but like even just like a virtual game night with one player and literally it's one of those things where it's like okay melker carlson's gonna participate monday night and Sorensen on tuesday night and you know joe Thornton on wednesday night, something like that i think that could be kind of sharky you know Ooh. you could have him involved who oh! Who? so anyway Uh, again, appreciate the effort, but I do think they should, they, they could come up with some new, uh, ideas, more innovative ideas. And if you decide to go with this game night, I will expect an invitation for the idea. Uh, (laughs) finally let's, Oh man, quick burn here. Uh, Jeremy Roenick is suing NBC sports (laughs) for, for being fired. Uh, and his basis is anti-straight discrimination. Good luck with, with, with that working out. Um, I'm on record as saying I don't think Ronick should have gotten sued for his comments on spitting chicklets about Catherine Tappen. I don't think he should have been fired. Suspended? Yes. Reprimanded? Yes. Uh, f- public apology on the air to Catherine? Yes. Fired? I think that's too much.
1: Jerk? Uh, I think he should have been fired. Uh, I'm glad he was fired. And this little stunt proves that. Alright.
0: Uh <laughs> Now we go to your Yotes. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Not your Yotes. Uh, it's time. You knew it was coming, ladies and gentlemen. If you listened this long, the Fanatics fucked up once again. So, the Coyotes, uh, if you've not paid attention, are throwing it back to Kachina. Uh, uh, I believe all of their home games next season will be played in Kachina jerseys. They have No, a-
1: it's, their, it's the game, their home games for the playoffs.
0: Okay. I would have but, swore I saw something that said next but, season all their home games in Kachinas to your point as well. to
1: your to your point though they've been they've been embracing the Kachina a lot since the since the shutdown started. Yes.
0: So, they're throwing it back. The Senators of Ottawa, if you're not familiar, <laughs> were reportedly looking at going retro as well until fanatics let the cat out of the bag and confirmed it by posting a listing for a hoodie that featured this this new retro logo now is the logo like that different or is the change that significant from what it used to be and no it's very it's very minute it's like instead of a gold outline on these like wings or feathers or whatever the hell they are it's going to be a red yeah but but that logo's tight though it's 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 i wouldn't call it tight it's better than what it was I've, I've never been a fan of the senators logo. i think they have one of the worst logos in the league but yeah, vegas me, has entered the chat <laughs> you right to me it's like uh when it comes to a, a team logo I think the senators are one of the worst when it comes to a logo that just features a letter. Oh, I, then I loves me some Ottawa because Oh, Oh, but, (laughs) (laughs) but either way, the point of the matter is that fanatics screws the pooch yet. Once again, there's a, yeah, yeah. But now you have two teams that are throwing it back. The sharks third or 30th anniversary is next season. Are the sharks going to throw it back? Please say yes is what I'm saying. So, I know we've taken June and most of July off, but uh, we do have some new things that are in the pipeline. I'm um, really excited about one of them, by the way, and, and you'll see when that happens. But So remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll be one of the first to find out. Follow us on Twitter. Find everything on tealtownusa.com. And if you're wondering, yes, during the playoffs, we will have some things to say. Now, whether that's myself and Jerk, or if that's Puck guy or whoever uh you know if that's a a, i'm assuming that's pretty much going to be a nightly rap from from eric and whoever he uh joins him that night but stick around because we're gonna have some things to say so uh
1: jerk last looks
0: and where the people can find you
1: all right yeah well hey guys we made it uh it's uh we're 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 not doing uh we're not used to doing shows this late in the year but uh here we are uh no it's been it's been fun you know fun to get back and chat very impromptu i'll say so that was yeah this
0: i've I've never thrown a show together this last minute before in my life but
1: it was (laughs) you know um good to chat with aj obviously good to chat with shang good guy (laughs) Uh, Ooh. you know, <laughs> you know, hockey, hockey's back. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy about that. Uh, obviously, you know, these playoffs are going to be unprecedented. I think there's going to be a lot of fun action to watch and, and I'm really excited. Um, if you haven't already seen on my Twitter, which you can find at hockey underscore jerk on Twitter, uh, I had the, the lovely puck guy, 14, uh, Kachina-ify my avatar uh so that's a fun little thing to go check out
2: i, know uh, words. I had the best words
1: <laughs> last thing i'll say is uh go yotes <laughs> who's yotes my yotes <laughs> very soon to be our yotes when they beat nashville
0: oh you're right you're right you know what i, I looked at that kachina jersey and all i could think was it has changed my life that's all i'm aj underscore strong on all the social media stuff so find me over there um i'm just i'm looking forward to watching any type of a sport that is live except basketball because you know fuck that guy i I don't care about basketball but anything else sure uh i'm down with it give me some baseball give me some hockey Uh, eventually football is going to be here it's been a very very long spring turned into a very long summer
1: one thing i want to say uh i'm really gonna commit to it this time go quakes go quakes soccer oh. there it
0: is. <laughs> go quakes sure no I'm, hey they I'm, won today so I'm, yeah no i'm not i'm not you mean yesterday but i'm i'm sure. not one to uh no i'm not disparaging on the quakes uh, i will get into them at some time lord knows ted is trying to talk me into that uh so Ooh. thanks for tuning in everyone uh, whenever episode 105 drops, uh, you'll find out about it <laughs> on, <1st>. yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> on our social media channels, of course. So with that, thank you very much for tuning in this time. Our special thanks to Shang Pang, now of San Jose HockeyNow.com. Go check him out. And with that, we will see you all next time, whenever that may be.